And so then you start, you know, meeting people who are just like you, sort of alcoholics. The big thing is addicts. You meet a lot of addicts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I'm like in this detox center, looking at the wreck of my life, um, you know, 21 years old, um, been high for three years, destroyed a whole bunch of relationships, like been estranged with my family and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, like no school. Um, yeah, just the Taking sense Taking it all of, in. Yeah, just sort of the sense of everything's destroyed. Like I have ruined so much because of drugs and alcohol. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. All right, here we go. We are back with the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. This is episode 43. And Jen is already laughing at me. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good intro. It was, yeah. It, I just, I never know what to expect. So I just, I love it. It was. I try to stay chill and relaxed. And I, when I try to stay more relaxed, I get, I get more tense up. More sing-songy, yeah. Was that radio voice? That was, that was your radio voice, All yes. Right. Uh, today is a extra special episode. We have a guest today, everybody. Uh, today we have longtime friend and longtime member, uh, Jared Driscoll. Hey guys, welcome. so great. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we're excited today. Jared and I have already done like 17 different podcast episodes. We've just never recorded them. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We, we chat for an hour and I go, damn, I should have recorded that one um, because it was a great conversation. And sometimes it's a great conversation about the latest board game, uh, Star Wars show, and sometimes they are just very deep, meaningful talks about life and happiness. Um, and I think that's what, yeah, we've met for coffee a few times and we, we definitely have some, again, we, we go from like the most fun chats about Star Wars episodes and, and board games and working out and things like that. And then we go deep, deep, deep into our, our darkest secrets and uh, <laughs> things like that. So I think that's why we never know where it's going to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, the last time we met, I said, geez, we need to do this. We need to get together. Uh, we're recording now. Um, so we know this one's going to count for real, but, uh, it's, it's good to have you here. And yeah, where do we want to start today, Jen? Well, I think we need to start because you were saying today, you said this morning, geez, if someone would have told me two or three years ago that we were going to have, well, a, that we were going to have a podcast, but B, we were going to have a priest on the podcast. We might've said, connect the dots for us on that one. Um, but here we are. And so we yeah, had what to, do you, what do you do for a living, Jared? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell us, Jared. I'm an Anglican priest. Uh, my church here in Brandon is church of the resurrection. And I have another church in Dauphin called church of the redeemer. Um, I guess sort of to define our terms, what does that mean? Um, so that means I'm a part of a larger denomination or a group of Christians. Uh, and the way that we do church is uh, based off of the Church of England. And so that's where the term Anglican comes from. I'm a priest because I've been ordained by a bishop. So this is a, a question that comes up a lot. What's the difference between a priest, a minister, and pastor, a pastor? Yes. Uh, most of the times those terms are really interchangeable. 
Um, but a priest is someone who's been ordained by a bishop. A minister is someone who's board, ordained by other ministers. And a pastor is someone who's been ordained by other pastors. Okay. So you can still call a priest a pastor or a minister a pastor or vice versa all the way through. Um, but technically priest is a little bit more yeah. prestigious or that's not the right word. But yeah. Yes. It's, it's a little bit more, um, I was going to say heretical, but that's not the yeah. word I'm you using. Can't, you can't call a, a yeah, you can call a priest hierarch- a pastor, yeah. but you can't call a pastor a priest. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. So like yeah. you can go one way, but you can't go the other yeah. way. So like a pastor right. can be called a minister or a pastor yeah. and a minister can be called a minister or a pastor and a priest can be called a minister or pastor or priest. Yeah. So yeah. my official title, which is really fancy and I don't use it, would be uh, the Reverend Father and God Jared Driscoll. Nice. Right. Yeah. So that's that would have been that would have been more <laughs> funny if you introduced yourself yeah. to to me on the first day. But um, when did when did you start at the gym? Um, so I started January 9th. Not that I remember exactly the hour <laughs> at the moment. Uh, freedom. No. Uh, January 9th, twenty twenty. No, twenty nineteen. I think. 2019 okay. that would be three yeah, it years. wasn't like two months before covid hit us and closed us you were there for a year right so yeah. 2019 yeah 2019 help me with the math here so that's three years and four months yeah three years and Ooh. five months nice man that's yeah Whew. so anyway so we've also been friends for three years and five months legit um i remember jared's first day and i mean every time we get a new member it's exciting and um but it just we got we got chatting on your very first day and i remember coming home that day i'm like oh cool we got this new member uh, super cool guy. Um, I don't know if we were talking about, we got into something, but I just said, there's, there's like this warmth about him. I just, I can't explain it, but man, he was just so warmth about him. Uh, so something warm about him and, and we just connected and there was this presence about him. And then it was about a week later, I found out <laughs> you were a priest and yeah. I'm like, oh, that's why I was like, I was basically talking to Jared and the Lord at the yeah. same time. And I was feeling this presence <laughs> upon us. Um, but anyway, I mean, just even go back to my comment this morning. It was just, a, it was a joke, but it was like, yeah, even if someone said three years ago, four years ago, uh, one of your best buddies is going to be a priest. And I'd say, mm, explain how, mm-hmm. um, because I don't go to church and I've never, never gone to church. Um, I've been to church, um, but it's an interesting, I think it's one of the interesting things about our you know, cause this isn't an episode about religion. Um, but you know, you would, I would consider a priest very religious. Would you agree with that statement? <laughs> yeah. You yeah, run, absolutely. You yeah, run I mean, church. So yeah. you're, yeah. And we don't go to church. So yeah, we're not really religious. Um, but then as we've become better and better friends and we have these conversations, there's, there's so much more in common with our jobs mm-hmm. than there's not in common, which I've said that before to you that it's very fascinating just because I think um, perhaps people like us who don't go to church, we don't, you know, we, we're we not against it. We're, we don't talk bad about it. We think mm-hmm. people who have their thing and it makes them happy, whether it's worshiping the force <laughs> or Harry Potter or Anglicanism. You got it. Oh, that was a tough Ooh. word for me. <laughs> I went for it. Some marmalade um, type of word. I like it. Yeah. As long as people are being happy and mm-hmm. being kind to each other, mm-hmm. yeah. we'd say good for go you. Go for it. Absolutely yeah. go for it. If, mm-hmm. if, if knitting is your religion or sports, as long as you're not mean to somebody else, if it makes you happy, makes you kind, um, 
then we'd be in full support of it. And I think just getting to know you and um, you're also like, yeah, you're the, you're the only priest that's my friend. So it also gives me a chance <laughs> to act, ask questions that perhaps I could never get answered before. Like I remember asked you one day, I thought it was, wasn't meant to be funny, but I said, if Jesus died on Good Friday and he came back on Sunday, where is he now? Yeah. I've, always, I've had that question lodged in my brain for like 25 years, but. That's a fantastic question. I need to interrupt because it's yeah. such a good question. Yeah. Where is. And like yeah. you, you as a priest, you like you've studied for years. You've like read the Bible. You've done all these things. You like preach sermons on Sundays and you just assume people know all the same stuff, you know. Yeah. And I right? love asking yeah. the dumb questions that actually they're not dumb because yeah. they're not. Yeah. Every, everyone wonders. We just don't have the confidence to ask. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's it. Right. And so and and I love the that when the question comes up, you're like, oh, this is a great opportunity to tell you what I know, what I've learned, what I've what I've come to understand. And so, yeah, like the idea of where is Jesus now or what's the Bible about yes or all those sort of super yeah. basic questions that a lot of people take for granted that are even in church now yeah. they don't ask those questions even though they've been going to church for yeah. years and they really should either I I right? should know in, yeah. in quotation marks yeah or I'm too embarrassed to ask yeah. but yeah. Um, anyway I just I, I always question. enjoy like our wide open conversations <laughs> um, but yeah it's it's just yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun to get to know you, Jared. Um, I hope we're Thanks, lifelong Jim. friends. Um, we're going to get into some deep stuff. Cool. I want to start with some light stuff. Some light stuff, yes. Um, anybody been watching, if you're a Star Wars fan, um, first off, perhaps some spoiler alerts, but the Obi-Wan Kenobi series has started. Um, what have you thought so far, Jared? Jared's, there's been two episodes released. Jen and I have watched the first two. I think Jared was waiting for us to perhaps to watch episode two <laughs> we, together and we cheated on Jared. I couldn't, okay, I couldn't stop, Jared. It's okay. It's I okay. couldn't stop. Um, I forgive you. I forgive and Jared's you. watched episode one. So anyway, there could be some spoilers coming, everybody, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, fast forward. Fast forward or turn it off now and go watch it. Yeah. Um, but we'll also not talk about episode two with Jared. But thoughts so far on Obi-Wan Kenobi part one. I thought I loved it. I mean, it is it just plays into nostalgia. It plays into your like your heartstrings. Um, what was really interesting, uh, not only is the the story just like creeping out in little pieces, which uh, I think me and Zach talked about. You can't get it all like you can't get yes. the fire hose of Ewan McGregor yes. in your face and experience all of Star Wars in an hour yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, as, as much as you want. Yeah. Um, and so it was it was great to sort of have these little little snippets of where Obi-Wan is now and sort of the connection with the movies and now moving into um, where he's going to be because you everybody knows the story and we all know how he's going to end up um, and so it was really cool to see that and then also the fact that Ewan McGregor is the producer the executive producer oh. on the show is he really yeah I, I don't even know, know if I saw his yeah, name pop up his name came up in the, in the credits and so I was like ooh this is really cool um, because now so he he's has a bit so of a say. yeah he's invested in oh, the character and he can see where the character's going and of course Hayden Christensen who's going to play Vader uh, he's in it um, I mean you just look on the internet and you can find yeah, out yeah they've, so, they've got some actors yeah. from and again um there's not enough time on this podcast. We might <laughs> yeah, do a this could totally be a separate, separate episode podcast. Yeah. It would be so a good. A side episode of just Star Wars only. We should do that, actually. Yeah. We should do that. Um, but even, I would say, you know, 
how much Star Wars knowledge would you say? I don't want to say a number to insult you, but let's just say you have how much out of 100%? Out of 100? Yeah. Like, I mean, we're guessing at 10%, 5%. <laughs> well, I do know some characters from yes. Paxton's kids. I'm going to go like 15. Okay, 15%. Right, yeah. Jen knows 15, then maybe I know 50 <laughs> Five zero percent, um, but I think Jared. Right, whenever Jen has a question, she asks yeah. me. Whenever Zach has a question, I ask Jared. Um, but yeah, anyway, to if anybody's into it, um, I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're definitely into it. But That's it. there's something about Star Wars for anybody who's into Star Wars and a fan. There's no fans of Star Wars. There's only super fans. Oh, right, yeah. like we're talking about nostalgia and people. This is a lot for people to understand if you're not into it. But oh yeah. When they when they brought in spoiler alert everybody Luke Skywalker into the Mandalorian like human adult males were in tears <laughs> literal <laughs> tears because there's so much to that whole thing that mm-hmm. like we watched as a, as children and it's like it's the greatest thing we've ever seen it's really cool um, and I think this one plays into it where Obi Wan Kenobi is a major character in the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe um, and it. Revenge of the Sith, everybody, is episode three. A New Hope is episode four. There's this 20-year gap where um, you just kind of make the connections in your your head. And now they're, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is about, yeah, this is 10 years later. 10 years later. They yeah. put that in there. So yeah. plopped right in the middle. Boom. 10 years later, they're now... Everyone's alive. Yeah. Everyone's there. Yeah. Anyone can walk into this show. Yeah. They're making the connections now for us, which is yeah. fun. And... In this timeline, we're saying like Yoda is alive, like, you know, Han Solo's alive, Darth Maul, like Chewbacca, like, so anybody who's at like, it is just like prime time, wide open. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all you can eat buffet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also so special because I did not watch it as a kid. And so I feel like for many people, they've felt that, like, you know, if you didn't get on board, whatever, how many years ago? Yeah, when you were two years old. Yes, exactly. Then like that ship has sailed. Like you're not a Star Wars fan. Um, But now like there's all these new things coming out that like can reintegrate people into becoming Star Wars fans. And so I think it's so exciting that something like you've loved. And I did watch all the movies. um, Before we got married. Yes, that that was the test. (laughs) That was the test, yeah. Um, but like now I can experience it with you and there's new characters that like young kids are now attaching themselves to. Like, I just, I think it's just so neat that it's constantly like growing and filling in gaps and like how intelligent is like, it's just to be able to plan stories and then have gaps at the appropriate places that you know will be filled in later or people will fill like it's, yeah, Yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Um, My question for Jared on episode one is undoubtedly there was something in that episode that the 15% knowledge person missed. What was it? Like anything that you were watching, like, you're like oh, eggs? if you don't know, oh, yeah, Easter if you eggs? don't know this, Ooh. you um, would not have picked up on that. But I picked up on it. Well, I like the fact that Obi Wan bought like this toy. Uh, so there's this little toy ship that he picks up from a, like a Jawa or something, uh, which is a hilarious interaction between Obi Wan Kenobi and Jawa, Jawas. Um, and he picks up this little toy ship. Um, that's obviously broken, and he puts it together and gives it to Luke as a gift. But that's the same ship that Mark Hamill would play with in A New Hope 
when he's talking to C-3PO and R2-D2 for the first time. And so that's really cool to have that, like, another Easter yeah. egg. They do a really yeah. good job of... Easter egg, that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, the, 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 there's these big connections. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, let's bring this character in. Oh, yeah. But they do, they do tiny connections. Mm-hmm. Like, they brought in a toy that people would have saw in 1977 in the theaters. Mm-hmm. So, like, somebody watched that movie... Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. What are we at here? Oh, geez, 45 years, something like that. 45 years ago. And you're yep. like, whoa, they're like, they really, they're really connecting everything. The together, continuity which is, is yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah. And um, also the lightsabers, like Obi-Wan, spoiler. Uh, he like digs up the lightsabers and opens the box and unfolds it. It's the same box that Luke pulls out like his oh, dad's lightsaber. Right. Is. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. It's very cool. Oh, to yeah. see and I even forgot, like, like yeah. you know, when you open the box, I, you know, again, spoiler alert. Um, there's two lightsabers, mm. right? You're like, oh, he's going to get his lightsaber. No, he's going to get his lightsaber and Anakin's lightsaber, yeah, that's right. which he took when he chopped off his legs in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Right. Um, whew, there is a lot going on, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, Goosebumps. Yeah. Goosebumps. But anyway, I, just to end on this one too, is that like I'm diehard Star Wars and, and my personal opinion when people ask me like, oh, like, should I watch it? Am I going to love it? I just, I, I don't know because um, I watched it as a kid and there's this like, eternal connection to it um what i do recommend is you know when jen started i i we started watching it like um this is tough for people to handle but episode four five six were made in 1977 1980 1983 so they're like the middle movies but they were made first so there's prequels and sequels but um a Come to me or jared or the internet let us write a timeline of the movie so you can understand the order because the release order isn't the chronological order. That's correct. That's important to know. And also when we started watching it, the first three were groundbreaking for the time. Technology that was not around, people were blown away by special Mm -hmm. effects. When you watch it now, it's ultra slow, right? So it's like, you have to remember that, um, you know, the the toy battles were were with Ledit, uh, not toy battles, sorry, the the um, ship battles were with toys. Yeah. Models. Yeah. 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 Um, so just to appreciate it for its time is important. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so that you're not like, cause if you put on the first one, you're like, what's this hype all about in 30 minutes? You're like, Whoa, pew, 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 pew. this is, <laughs> this is slow. This is so okay. So sometimes you gotta, yeah. you gotta get in the mood. Um, yeah. but I think it's like with the technology, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not even defending it. I'm just, I'm telling people like somebody said to me, yeah, Context. I watched it. I didn't like it. Yeah. I, Hey, to each their own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's also from someone that was not into it and then now I do love it. Like, it's not something that in the first 20 minutes of the episode, the first... Yeah, this is the greatest. Yeah, like, oh, I'm hooked for life. Like, no, that's not... But then when you start to see this greater picture of, like, good and evil and how much it relates to just life now Mm -hmm. and, like, Mm -hmm. always in our life having these, like, good and evil battles and... um, Yeah, yeah, I just feel like there's so much more to it on, like, a grander scale than just the one movie like if you like it or you don't like it it's almost Mm -hmm. like just get through three of them and then make your assessment because there's just so much going on that you don't want to get lost in the details of like characters that you don't know they're still characters like i will never know them um and just yeah yes i mean how much like how much religion and history Hmm. and stoic philosophy and greek philosophy is like George Lucas who made it like it is so intertwined with like Jen said real life lessons oh, yeah. good mm-hmm. versus evil mm-hmm. dark side light side um the force right this magical presence but i mean 
how many of us believe in, oh, you know, love at first sight, uh, everything happens for a reason, karma, mm. you know, it's yeah. all, it's all built into that universe. When you really get into it, like there's like, right. World war two, you know, the empire sometimes, you know, it's, it's, oh, are these like the parallels and stuff that yeah, you can find between, in it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're trying to take over the universe yeah. and yeah, the parallels between all that. So it, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I think the, the story of star Wars absolutely has like a resonance because it is like, you know, it is a new hope. It's, it's there, you, no matter what's happening, there is still hope. There's mm-hmm. still there's still an opportunity for you to make a difference, to make a change, right? Even if you're the underdog and like, I mean, A New Hope, Luke Skywalker is like the ultimate underdog from like a backwater town. He doesn't know anything and all of a sudden he's connected to these galactic events, yeah. right? Um, and he has the ability now to sort of impact those and change those for mm-hmm. the better, Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's a story we all want to be a part of. We all want to be yeah. a part of that story that we can we can have an impact. We can have a significant change in someone's life, whether that's just individually, but even a community. Right. I mean, yeah, that's that's why Star Wars works so well, because yeah. it just speaks into the realness of the messiness of life. Yeah. But then still the fact that there's still hope. There's still yeah. something else. And they don't shy away, like you said, from sort of religious or, or spirituality, yeah. right? There's still a spiritual component to human experience, yeah. right? It's not just physical. It's not just sort of emotional. There's there's also this other aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they use the force and the light side and the dark side and the whole sort of mythology. And they create a mythology around that in order to explain that other aspect of us, yeah. right? And so anytime you get to get to tell a story like that where you know it speaks to human experience it it speaks to all of our experiences right Mm -hmm. and clearly yeah it worked yes (laughs) yeah Yeah. and Um, lightsabers are super awesome but yeah yeah and lightsabers are cool yes (laughs) but it's funny because i mean like again like you know you know oh like what's your religion jared religion jared you know you would have a clear answer to that yeah somebody asked me like you know i honestly think i'd say I believe in the force and I know that's as nerd you know, Oh wow. Like star Wars fans, super nerdy, but the, the, the whole, the, you know, the, the force they always talk about, um, where all living things are connected. Mm-hmm. So if I said to someone, I believe all living things are connected through this spiritual force. Somebody would be like, Whoa, like that's pretty cool and deep. I'm like, yeah, that's from star Wars. But, but in a way I still believe in, and I still believe in, uh, when you, right. The Jedi is just always doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. their right. They always do what's good for other people. Yeah. Pretty simple life lesson there. Right. So yeah. it's a little bit more than me walking around and. Hmm. <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> so after years and years and years of that, that might've also led to Jen's love for star Wars and Yoda <laughs> as well. But um, anyway, that was a deep star Actually, Wars talk. Yeah. It's funny um, to, to bring it up a notch from there. The, Zach actually, so we still have, is Yoda on our, yeah, Yoda's on our van, right? We have a Yoda hanging from the rearview mirror Mm -hmm. and it's been hanging there since we Well, it was hanging in my other car. Yes. So I've had that Yoda. (laughs) I mean, when did we meet? Seven, eight years. Yeah, and I had it before that. I've had the Yoda almost nine, nine, ten years. Yeah. Anyway. And so Zach actually contemplated removing the Yoda for the first date. And that was, that was a big decision Whoa. about whether he was going to take it down <laughs> or Jen and he I was going to put all the cards on the table right away yeah. and be like, this is what you're getting into. Yeah. Okay. And yes. I, well, I mean, 
and again, this is a good story too. We can talk about this as well, but, um, you know, I, I always, I always make the joke. I was really reaching. I think I was like, I was this guy that was kind of pegged as I always tried to be funny. I was almost, I was the guy who was too nice. Um, so on our first date, I wanted to get out of the friend zone. So I needed to be cool, Zach. And I was trying to, you know, I, we had a, we had a fancy date. I was trying to be, I was trying to be like, Fancy to, to show show yeah. Jen who's boss. Serious. Yes. Jack. Serious. And I was and I was thinking about taking Yoda down because I thought I don't want to be the nerd anymore. Like who's just funny Zach and nerd. And I thought, you know, again, <laughs> Yoda, he, he looked at me there and said, Don't, don't you dare you take dare. me there. <laughs> dare you not take me down. Um but anyway, I left him up because I thought, geez, if 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 this girl doesn't like me because I'm kind of a nerd. It's definitely not going to work out. Yeah. True. So true, I, yeah. I stayed true Plus to myself. But she already knows you and she already knows you're kind of a nerd. <laughs> anyway. You're in, you're in so deep. So the lesson there to everybody is love what you love and mm-hmm. be super open about it. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> then you will connect with more people that yeah, love what you love. Yeah, and you'll find your tribe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, all right. Star Wars talk ended? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We might have to good. split up this episode, everybody. So Star yeah. Wars section done. What a wonderful talk. Um, all right. Let's get into perhaps the meat and potatoes of this episode. And, and this conversation, we, we've had this once a little bit, Jared, or a little bit or a lot of it. Um, but it was, it, was, it was a very powerful conversation with us. And I, I've asked you a few times if you're comfortable sharing it, but um, basically it started with, how did you become a priest? And I'll just leave it there. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so um, this is sort of the, the story. There's two parts to it, like I was saying. Um, it's sort of when I came from like a nominal Christian or or sort of rejecting Christianity into Christianity. Uh, and then when I was a Christian, then becoming a priest. Yeah. So the, the first section of that story is that um, I went, growing up in Newfoundland, we were part of the United Church, and my mom would just take me to church, right? Like that's, you just did it. Um, it was sort of like what everyone did. So you just went to church on Sundays. You went to youth group because that's where the girls were. <laughs> um, and so th- it was just something you did. Right. There was no substance to it. There was there was no sort of commitment or anything. You just sort of went through the motions Uh, about 18. I turned 18 and I was like, this isn't for me. This is whatever. I don't need church anymore because there was no sense to what was the purpose. Um, So then I decided to I kind of came up with my own mantra um, and uh, I thought it was just cool to be cool. Right. Cool is a cool thing. Cool, cool. to be cool. Yeah. Um, but that's totally subjective. So then I had to try to figure out what it meant to be cool. Um, and so at the time at 18, what was cool was like going downtown, uh, drinking, partying, um, wearing the best clothes. So I worked in a mall uh, at the Avalon Mall in Newfoundland. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> Um, at a place called Randy River. Oh, uh, Randy River. 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 The dragons, the dragon <laughs> shirts. I can already picture them. You love it. You love it. It's legit. Yeah, so I would, uh, basically I would sell you the outfit that you would go downtown in and then I would go downtown and be like, that's a great outfit, man. Uh, and then you'd buy more for me. Uh, so it all worked out for me. Um, and then just being in the downtown scene, so that comes with like drinking and partying and hanging out. Um, I started working downtown as a bouncer. I'm a pretty big guy, um, so that just worked Natural, out. Natural, yeah. Yeah, yeah. one to one. So then you got cheap drinks, and then uh, drugs shortly came after that. And so, I mean, it was just 
basically for three years, from 18 to 21, I was either high or drunk every day for those three years. Um, and yeah. Three years straight. Three years, yeah. Wow. And uh, they say like, ignorance is bliss. Uh, and it really is. Like we didn't, there's a group of friends around me. Um, and again, we were all like, this is so cool. This is exactly what like life means. It means hanging out and partying, having good times, great experiences, like trying crazy stuff. Um, luckily we didn't get arrested because we could have, I mean, um, we could have all died. We could like, there was so many different times in those three years where, um, it could have been way worse, but just by grace alone, it wasn't. So, uh, at the end of this three years, about 21, I ended up ODing on uh, a whole bunch of uh, amphetamines and drugs and stuff like that. Uh, ended up in detox. Well, back up before going into detox, I went into the hospital. Um, so basically, I took a whole bunch of drugs, ended up passing out and waking up and then realizing like I messed up. Uh, I went to my mom's house and I said to her, like, I've been doing drugs. Uh, I need help. Like, did she like, know at this point? Or? Uh, yeah, I mean, she she's, she had already moved out, and I was, like, living uh, in the, an apartment and stuff like that. And she had her own apartment, and so I showing up at, like, the middle of the night was a big sign. Um, but she knew sort of the lifestyle I was living um, and just sort of let it happen. Um, and so then... Um, she took me to the hospital. They did a whole bunch of blood work and stuff like that to find out, you know, uh, how messed up I was. And uh, that's when the doctor sort of said, he asked my mom, when did I take the medication or take the drugs and all that sort of stuff? And she was like, um, the day before. And the doctor's like, no, that's impossible. He'd be dead. Yeah. For the amount of drugs in the system. And so that was like a big eye-opener when the doctor says you should have died um and i wasn't <laughs> um so that was that was huge and so i figured okay, like the I drug could... level the drug levels were so high they couldn't believe you were alive yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the fact that i had taken the drugs 24 hour prior right yeah to, you were still in the hospital and they're still in my system and still sort of going strong they're like no there's no way and so uh, at detox, you have to sign yourself in. And so I had to like sort of pull myself together in this hospital and be like, yeah, I think this is probably the best thing to do. So uh, detox lasts about 10 days. Um, it's in... Is that uh, different than rehab? Yes. So okay. rehab is usually about a month. So detox is like get everything out. Gotcha. Um, and so for 10 days, you live sort of in this hospital room in like uh, sort of a, an apartment complex um that's all connected so there's like a shared kitchen and a shared uh living space and you're there with a whole bunch of other people who are going through detox um during that time there are like a whole bunch of na which is uh narcotics anonymous aa um alcoholics anonymous ga gamblers anonymous all these meetings are always happening pretty much every day all the time so you always end up getting connected to the the program that's what everyone calls it um and so then you start, you know, meeting people who are just like you, sort of alcoholics. The big thing is addicts. You meet a lot of addicts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I'm like in this detox center, uh, in the communal sort of kitchen area, and just across the street, uh, this is in St. John's, Newfoundland, there was like a, a gas station, you're just sitting there, and I'm just sort of staring at the window, just 
looking at the wreck of my life, um, you know, 21 years old, um, been high for three years, destroyed a whole bunch of relationships, like been estranged with my family and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, like no school. Um, yeah, just the Taking sense it all of, in. Yeah, just sort of the sense of everything's destroyed. Like I have ruined so much because of drugs and alcohol. And what do I have left? And I'm like holding on to this like last little bit of my life. And this guy, this counselor, and I, I still don't know. So you just thought like, this is rock bottom. Yeah, this is absolute rock bottom yeah. for me. And, uh, and this counselor came by and he sat and he's like, how are you doing? And I was, you know, a smart aleck then. And I was like, what do you think? Right? Like, I'm in detox <laughs> for doing a whole bunch of drugs and alcohol and, and yeah. all this. And, you know, I'm not doing well. Uh, and he, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, have you ever prayed? I was like, yeah. He's like, have you ever prayed the serenity prayer? And, uh, that's on the back of like everything. There's probably napkins with the serenity prayer in it. And he's like, uh, can you pray the serenity prayer? And I said, fine. And I like took this little pamphlet and I'm just like, God grant me the serenity, except the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and wisdom no difference and threw it away. And I was like, yeah, done. He's like, no. And he like hands back to me and he's like, no, really say it. Say it till you can't say it anymore. And so I was like, whatever, man, fine. And like, I start saying it, right? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And I just start praying it and praying it and praying it and praying it. And I'm just like, breaking down right like emotionally just physically i'm like tears and snot it's not good crying it's it's you know this is someone at the end of everything and i was just like holding on to my life and i keep praying this prayer and then there's a part of me like i'm just physically done i'm emotionally done i'm like this is the last time i'm going to pray this thing i'm not going to pray it anymore after this this is it and i just say it one more time God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And this weight just came to me. I just like let go of my life. I was like, and it all came flooding in, like this serenity, this peace, just this idea that God is real, that there is something greater out there than me, that my life isn't completely destroyed, mm-hmm. right? There's there's hope, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, hope broke into my life and broke into my world uh, in this <laughs> weird little kitchenette area in this detox. I still don't know that guy. Like, I don't know his name yeah. or anything or where he came from. He's, I don't know. He's probably still working there, um, doing the same thing for other young adults who come in. And so, yeah, that was that's sort of me coming out of that whole lifestyle. And I just, like came out of that and I cut out, it was, it was, it was like cancer, right? Like I cut everybody out. I, I needed to be a new person, a new thing. And yeah. I had to come up with new habits, a new, new job, new job. Yeah. yeah. So I became, I got hired, uh, sort of coming out of detox cleaned up, uh, as an usher at a empire theaters. <laughs> Suck. And so like free movies and basically all I did, we, me and my mom lived right across the street from it. I went to work and I went home and that's it for like three years afterwards. I didn't do anything else. All right. It was just work, home, work, home. Um, no friends. People call me up. I'm like, no, 
Yeah. Right. Not going out. Yeah. Was it still out. like, even with that routine, like, was it still like the pull still there to try and go back to that? Or were you like fairly mind made up? Yeah. I mean, I always, it's always there, right? There's never a day that it doesn't like, even now, right. There's always a pull. Um, I always equate it to like sort of hindsight. So you're sort of like moving forward in your life and you can look behind you and see sort of all the things you've done in your life. And there's like this little bump sort of in the road, right? I can see this little speed bump in the road behind me. Mm -hmm. And I know that on the other side of that speed bump is just a giant chasm into darkness. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And so every now and again, I'll have that like, oh man, it's just a speed bump. It's just a small little thing. Like you just get over that little thing and then you're fine, right? But I know on the other side of that is like destruction. Right, right? the deep dark pit keeps you focused on the good stuff yeah yeah exactly and moving forward and then sort of in this this period of just going to work and going to the home um sort of resetting your life like rebuilding uh identity and all that sort of stuff um i got invited to an anglican bible study and uh and so i knew that god existed i knew that he was real i knew that he was for me uh in the detox center i knew the hope existed but i didn't and I knew a little bit about Christianity, um, but I needed to know more. I needed to know more about who this person is who just like pulled back the curtain uh, of reality and said, I'm here, right? And so at this Bible study, that's where I got sort of um, just that knowledge. I got the, 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 the truth of Scripture, like the Bible study teachers taught with integrity, right, and, and taught with a, a sense that, this is something you could build your whole life on. This is something that for the rest of your life, you know, it, it'll help you through everything, right? But it also helps explain those tough things, those terrible things that's happened. And it also, you know, gives you hope, right? And, and the fact that it's, it's not just here, you get to, to live beyond here. And there's something more than you. There's something more than what you can just touch and taste and feel, mm-hmm. that there is a spiritual side to the world like we are created for purposes right and and the best thing that we could possibly do is live in that purpose yeah right and and i was like oh i need to learn more yeah. <laughs> and i just became like this sponge just trying to soak up as much as i could yeah and then i started going to church um and then that's sort of the the beginning of me going into christianity right where i would just be like okay i'm sold this is this is exactly what's happened to me Right, the experience that I have in this detox is exactly what I'm now learning about after the fact mm-hmm. of what's happened in my life and and who this God is and who Jesus is and who the, how the Holy Spirit works and all those sorts of things um, is just like speaking directly into the experience I already just had. Um, yeah, and so that's that's me going. Ooh, from I like love that non- story, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Non-Christian. Like that's to the longest I've not talked on a, my own podcast. Mm. Just. Soaking yeah. in, dude. That that's the second time I've heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt like the first time again, but um, yeah, I, I love the part. And, you know, and this is kind of where, you know, this isn't a podcast to like, hey, if you don't go to church, go to church. Because no, Jen yeah. and I, we still don't go to church. But it's just a, I think it's just to recognize things like, don't judge things you don't know about. Yeah, you know, never thought in a billion zillion years that, you know, they said, 
okay, somebody in your gym used to be a hardcore drug addict. I'm like, well, it's not Jared. He's a priest. <laughs> he, you know, it's just yeah. like, yeah. I don't You'd know. What, you know, just, yeah. you know last guess. Um, yeah. First, that story is just awesome, dude. And it, it is very cool how, there, you know, there's a calling to you. Like, you know, just, oh, hey, why did you become a priest? Uh it's kind of bored and didn't know really what to do. I'm like, oh, geez. You know, like, yeah. it's How just inspiring. Like, yeah. Kind of, yeah. man. I, yeah. I love, that's such a cool story, dude. And um, I also love the side of like, you know, there's a, there's, there's something bigger than you, mm-hmm. right? Um, I got big into like Ryan Holiday and, and stoicism, I don't know, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I read the Daily Stoic like I, I basically read my page every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I read that, you know, I talk to you and I watch Star Wars and just, you know, because his main idea, I've heard Ryan Holiday say this, is that believe in what you want, but believe in something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could be the end of either those were her, his words or mine. Yeah. There's, those aren't his words. I'm taking that quote. <laughs> believe yeah. in what you want, but believe in something. Copyright. Meaning that um, that's why people are... I think that's why people go to church they believe in god or jesus um and, and if you don't you need to it's basically have a greater purpose mm-hmm. yeah. you are not the center of the universe mm. you know that that attitude is can be very destructive to your life or detrimental to other people around you um and that's the thing like yeah what what do you believe in or what's your greatest greater purpose and you know maybe if you don't go to you know we don't go to church that could be a more difficult question for us to answer but um because that's tougher than just saying well i go to church i go to church yeah god yeah right and then you know why do you believe in god or what's what's a greater purpose there but yeah understanding you're not the center of the universe you know um you know in a funny way that's why when i heard ryan holiday say that either through his instagram or his podcast i had to sit and think like you know, what, what do I believe in? Mm-hmm. Um, and in a very, I know like I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how to define it except by sometimes saying like, I believe in the, the lessons that I'm learning from Stoic philosophy as in focus on the things you can control. Um, this world doesn't revolve around me. So be kind to others. I believe in the force because mm-hmm. I don't have a better word for it yeah. for being a Star Wars fan. But I believe in that um, good things happen to good people things like that. But anyway, I, I just think, you know, that's perhaps the lesson for people who go to church and for people who don't go to church is just like, um, yeah, it can be, it can, life can get a little bit rough when you're just always in your own little bubble thing. Oh, why me? Why is this happening to me? Yeah, and, yeah. um, anyway. Absolutely. I think, I think like, you know, one of the things is happiness, right? You guys have Health, happiness, strength. I don't yeah. See, I'm terrible at these things. We should have wrote them down. I said that that's before. Right. The podcast uh, is stronger, healthier, happier. Well, let's see. Yes. I always got it. But, but then, yes, yeah. but a lot of well, our like, conversations revolve around happiness. And what is it? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And we talk about this all the time in terms of like, there's, there's sort of like the subjective happiness that we experience based on what's happening around us, right? We're super happy because it's a beautiful sunny day. We're out on the deck. We're having a barbecue, a couple of beers. Our friends are there hey, I'm doing, hanging out. I'm doing some drugs. I, I, I feel I, happy. You're happy, like, yeah. All yeah. these sorts of things, depending on who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but sort of objective happiness is something that's outside of you. Yeah. It's something that, that you know, for Christianity, obviously, that's the you know, the understanding and belief in Jesus Christ and, and that, you know, you are made for the purpose for his purpose. And so your happiness is not tied to 
the experiences or the consequences in this world or what's swirling around you, your happiness is hid somewhere else. It's outside you. It's this idea like within in philosophy, especially within Stoicism, they have the logos and like a whole bunch of other philosophies have this idea that happiness is something out there. And that's what you need to figure out. What's yeah. this happiness out there? You're not going to find it in here. Yeah. You're going to find it out there and you're going to place your happiness there. And then no matter what the circumstances mm -hmm. are around your life, you can still say, I'm happy. Yeah. And how do we, right? how do we, how do we go after things or chase happiness when, you know, because it's very, and a lot of our conversations have stemmed from this one is that mm -hmm. in a world where we have everything, it's not enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, a lot of the, the, the stoic philosophy lessons is um, you'll never have enough if you want more, mm. but you can teach yourself to be happy when you recognize you have everything you already need. Yeah. Um, and you know, and going back to um, Christianity has the same idea. Okay, yeah. So, so St. Augustine, like two, 1500 years ago said, your heart is restless until it finds rest in God. So your heart is always going to be looking for that thing that satisfies until it finds We used to describe it as Thanks again for joining us for another episode. We want to give a quick shout out to the artist Quixotic for letting us use this awesome music. Our goal with this podcast is to help as many people as possible. So if you're enjoying it, then don't forget to leave us a rating, a review, and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for your support. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy, and stay happy.